Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part-friendly panel show, part-vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Dix Layton, host of the show, Spirit of Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it... Thank you for joining us on Comedy Arcade. Um, for the people that haven't listened to it before, I mean, where have you been? Um, but I also realistically accept that's probably most people, so I will explain the rules. I have a bingo ball full of random topics, and they really are random, and they're deliberately vague. I have three comedians that are going to vie to tell the best story, sing the best song, throw their best friend under the bus, whatever they want to do. Points rewarded by me based on a scoring system that I don't understand so <laughs> it's just how I feel on the day. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, I am open to be bought, and um, I am also not above taking away points if I'm annoyed with you. So just keep that in mind. Right? Um, Do you respond better to like sort of flattery and bribery, or like kind of threats and coercion? I which, guess we can which, find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're both it, available. Is it a good, good time to point out that I did legend that burgundy sharpie. <laughs> you did, <laughs> and it is a very nice sharpie. You can keep it. It's going in my bag. Um, Yes, so <laughs> I was going to do introductions, but you've started to introduce yourself. <laughs> I've already lost control of this situation. Um, right, just some quick housekeeping. You will have three cards in front of you. Um, you, my guest, not you at home, unless you have got three cards. That would be a, a really good coincidence. I expect it's not true. The comedians in the studio, you have three cards in front of you that you can play to attempt to influence the game. If you have a brilliant story, you can play the double or nothing card before you say it. If I agree, I'll double your points. If I don't agree, your points will go to somebody else. Ooh. I know, it's exciting. That's risky. If you don't like the topic, you can call new balls. Or if someone looks particularly excited about the topic again, <sighs> call new balls. And um, we don't talk about it again. Tough luck. We don't get to hear that story. <laughs> wow. Or on the penultimate round, you can play Fruit Machine. If you think you've had a shocker, we jumble up everybody's scores. And you could come out with a better score, a worse score, or your own one back which has happened <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> regularly. <laughs> and you see the people that play Fruit Machine are already in front. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so with that in mind, right, let's introduce our guests. Next to me, I have the fabulous, cool, oh, Jos Norris. Thanks. Very kind. <laughs> Why cool? Because um, I couldn't think of any yeah, other way to describe Yeah, it's just a word. Yeah, like, no, that's uh, really kind. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> He's wearing a really fetching red little neck. Yeah, I went through a phase... About two years ago, where I decided I was going to wear them more, and then I got through that phase. But I'm at I'm at the end of a laundry run, so it's just what I'm wearing. <laughs> you, today. Did, you didn't really commit to the bit like Tom Parry. No, no. Well, I did for about for about six months. It was sort of what I wore a lot, and then I I realised that it has it it. They do a lot for my confidence, but I think they come with um a sort of a a, a lot of baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, make yeah. you mysterious because you're hiding parts for your neck. That's true. Yeah, I don't know like, why I get such a there? kind of a boost from that. I feel like it's quite nice to hold part of yourself in, in are you reserve. Really, are you really scared of vampires? <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs> or a slight chill. Yeah, <laughs> this and then a big scarf and then I'll grow a bigger beard. And you and can use it for it. Corona times. You can fold it up and use yeah, it Yeah, it makes mask. a good face mask these days. 
I was planning ahead, actually. I knew what I was doing. Why didn't you tell us all? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just thought it'd be fun for everyone to find out in the moment. <laughs> didn't want to spoil the, the fun of this year. It's been so great. I mean, we will remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sticking with describing how people are dressed, we've got Tom Tuck next, who is wearing pink on pink, which yeah. is, it takes, a, it takes a real man to wear two shades of pink, I think. Yeah. I'm into it. It's I was trying to get them as close as possible, actually. Was big, that always a energy. pink shirt, or has it been in a funny wash? Because no, it, it is a pink shirt. It has faded slightly. The baby right. pink shades. Yeah, on the inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice, yeah. For the listeners at home, baby pink. Baby pink on baby pink. You've got real wedding vibe. I like this. I did yeah. buy this tie for a wedding. Yeah. Originally. <laughs> and, wore, and wore a different shirt, but yeah, right. I did buy the tie for a wedding. It came with a, a handkerchief. handkerchief that I have lost. Did you wear that Looted. to the wedding as well? Uh, yes, yes. Popped in the top pocket. Did people comment and go, lovely tie, hanky combo? Uh, they said, you, you really look like you've come to a wedding. Great. I've come nice. to a wedding. <laughs> Every man's profile picture. Either it looks like a mugshot or it's a man at a wedding. Like, it's, it's the only two speeds you've got. I used the... Um, uh, one after just come off stage, having played Jesus. <laughs> so, so, it, was the, it was the final night of the run, and so we just used all the blood. Absolutely drenched. Yeah, that's never making it onto any of my posters. <laughs> oh no, no, it's really bad. But I use that on Facebook. <laughs> to what to ward people off? Yeah. And then, and then, You've got to really want then, to add then him. I put a picture of my first communion as the next. <laughs> <laughs> And um, rounding out this um, holy trinity of nonsense is the fabulous Resplendent in Stripes. Thank you. I'm going for a rainbow presenter look. Mm. That's what I'm going for Not French thief. Mm, Maybe. (laughs) Maybe at a weekend. (laughs) You always know what kind of show it is. It's like 10 minutes in and we still haven't got through (laughs) what everybody is. Um, Right. Right. Let's let's crack on. Let's let's, let's play with the balls. I like that this is for real because you could fake this. This <laughs> could be a sound we effect. Just, we, yeah, we could just like yeah. No, I actually have done it. This is I bought this off Amazon, and uh, my husband said, "What are you going to use that for?" <laughs> Jokes on him, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> for it's a tax ve- deductible now. Yeah. For a very expensive vanity project. Is the <laughs> that I would give him. <laughs> right, we're going to go. It's number sixteen. Drunk behaviour. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm just going just through contemplating the catalog. which one. <laughs> I've got a photo, and I don't know how we got this drunk, um, but uh, it was, I was with Marek Larwood, and <laughs> I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, but he ha- I've got my top off, and he has drawn uh, E.T. on my torso <laughs> with my eyes as the nipples. <laughs> I don't know what series of things we could have thought that got us to that point. Had he drawn it well? Oh no, just in a biro and it really hurts. <laughs> oh, Scratch gouged. Biro's horrid. Yeah. That's that's why why not very in. visible. That's why Does it show up well on the picture? Uh, I'll show you in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he's drawn a cock on my shoulder. Right, uh, right. Of course fair he enough. has. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon uh, that emerged from some kind of. Did he think that your chest looked like ET and well, he was I trying to exaggerate chest, I didn't a have resemblance? I out at the time. Okay. He just got a feeling. <laughs> Were you just trying to phone home? That- <laughs> <laughs> I've been at the fringe too long. <laughs> Where was his finger? Did he do a finger? Or was it just uh, the face? What, no, E.T.? Did he do the rest of the <laughs> drawing? Yeah. <laughs> and I, d- I don't recall there being a finger. Okay, just a, just a portrait. Just a portrait. Nice. Show us and, on and, the and doll. <laughs> well, so, yes, Marek fingered me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I carry Sharpies around now, because the buyer is so painful. <laughs> Anyone who detags themselves on Facebook in anything needs needs a slap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because no one cares. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can't curate things that carefully. People are going to see you in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> okay, men who t- de- uh, detag themselves, I think... Women have it tougher. I yeah. think it's I. Uh, what, my, what I get worried about is, especially if it's a picture of a gig and I've been tagged on a picture. Genuinely, it's me with a microphone looking like a walrus being electrocuted. <laughs> it's always the most unflattering angle, and you just like, what was the process? Oh, like, here's a moment, Grongy, will want to remember. <laughs> Startled while farting. That really yeah. sums up <laughs> her yeah. comedy persona. So I'll tag this because you might want to use it for press reasons. So that- <laughs> yeah. 
annoys me. I've, I've thought, thought of something. Like, am I going to throw this person under the bus? No. Another comedian. Yes. Um, we, we play wine top trumps. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, fuck. It's Greg McHugh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll go out. And get we'll an extra tr- point for that. I like that. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll try and just outdo each other by buying glasses of wine. Right. So, like, and they each have a different category, like a top trump. No, 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 no. Redness. Uh, it's always white wine with us, actually. Oh, okay. Always white wine with us. Um, but it, it got really, really out of hand when we were, like, just stalking the streets of Soho to find <laughs> anywhere else that was open. <laughs> this, like, thumping nightclub that would sell us but only well, do wine by the bottle. A version <laughs> of wine in those places, but it's not right. <laughs> we were in the corner, only only by the bottle. So I, I got a, quite a nice song there. And then he went... Because, he, you know, he's, he's quite successful. The next one, he went to Champagne. It's like, where have I gone? Where am I <laughs> Where am I going to go from here? You have to go niche, don't you? You can't... People dip in it. My drunk story involves star of... What was the, that program you were talking about? Lost in Paradise. Death in Paradise. Death Paradise. Has it got someone from Death in Paradise Chris in it? It's Marshall. No, no, way. no way. He's it's... the best detective. Well, I can't. I'm... According to popular opinion, I he's prefer, my nemesis. Prefer... Really? He's my nemesis off the back of the story. Were you going to get that oh BT advert? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. That would have been quite progressive, wouldn't it? <laughs> So it's genuinely one of the most embarrassing. So what had happened was I just moved to London and I was working. Oh God, this is so embarrassing. I was working as, you know, like selling programmes and ice cream in the Almeida. He was on in a play uh, called The Hypochondriac. Right. He was in it. Is it Moliere? That's the, that's the chap, old Moliere. <laughs> <laughs> and old Molly. <laughs> that means something different. <laughs> there was a Christmas party, and in the there's the spirit of oh theatre, we're all best pals. The 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 people, what, what's the, there's the ushers. We are all invited to the party. I there is a free bar. I got absolutely hammered. <laughs> oh, I've just remembered a worth story. <laughs> <laughs> Told everybody that I wrote for a private eye. <laughs> that I was really good friends with Ian Hislop. Oh my god! And These then... were lies, or or was <laughs> that true? You telling us now? <laughs> and then I started having a go at Chris Marshall, telling him that he was a show off and he was tried too hard and he wasn't as funny as he thought he was. Oh, oh wow! My story is very similar. He's the star oh. of the play. I am an usher. I said, "Stop! Yeah, you tried too hard. You're not as funny as you think you are, right?" I very quickly get bundled into a taxi. The taxi drops me home. I have no money, no money at all. So I try and pay for this taxi with my CD Walkman. (laughs) It's contactless. (laughs) Weirdly enough, this taxi driver does not accept CD Walkmans as payment. What year was this? Yeah, why did you have one on you? Why did you have a disc yes. man in yes. 2008? I'm sure something like this. I was holding on. I was holding on. <laughs> looking after it for friends. So then the taxi driver drives me back. They thought they'd gotten rid of me. Back he to the drives party. me back to the party. Oh. And Chris Marshall has to pay. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Whenever I see him, whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, God, he's still famous. Uh, I want his career to end just so I don't see his <laughs> So you're not reminded. You know, you know the BBC uh, radio party, Christmas party? Yeah. Um, I do some work on the radio about once a year. They let me on. <laughs> you still get to go to the party because you dress well and you're a great value. Yeah. Um, uh, now, nowadays I am. Because I'm relatively sensible because one time I was not. <laughs> what did you do? I drank so much free boozies. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, well, first, I fell at Barry Cryer's feet. <laughs> <laughs> we are not worthy. <laughs> then I tried to, tried to uh, uh, jump on Josie Long's back, and I missed and fell down half a flight of stairs. Ooh. Did you injure yourself? No, but I know very... very oh, I need, I need to tell you why, why it was so bad. Just because so it wasn't jumping on JC Long's back or falling at Barry Cry's feet. That wasn't what was bad <laughs> no, about this story. No, this is no, no, well, those well, things the, the, were fine. The, the, the reason it was it got so bad is because I'd got out for a fag, and Arthur Smith, who's had to stop drinking, otherwise he'll die, <laughs> was having a joint because that's not going to affect his liver. <laughs> <in the same laughs> way. Fair. 
and he just you know offered me a drag and I just didn't take into account that because he doesn't drink his joints are pretty pretty strong <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back and had more free booze and told Chris Addison lab rats were shit to his face <laughs> oh that's a shame did yeah. he ask for your opinion no did you say it was the shish because nope. then it nope. could have gone <laughs> no no very much I saw shit. him like two three weeks later and uh, it was um, at com- um, Karaoke Circus when it was still um, in that basement. And I was like, I've got, to, I've got to go and apologize. I've got to go and apologize. I've got to go. And he, he said, it's all right. Not, every, not many people are honest with you. Oh. And he just seemed really disappointed. Oh. <laughs> He's got that vibe about him. Oh. Such a nice oh. What a nice guy. Oh. Like, like Have you a- seen him since? Have you patched it up? Or is uh, that the no, last? No, but, um, yeah, I've seen him a few times. Oh, great. So you didn't There's ruin it. Yeah, no. Whereas you and Chris Marshall are... That's, that's burnt, right? I don't know. If I, I owe him like 20 quid. <laughs> Still can't get over the disc, man. <laughs> Why would you take it? This is legal tender. How, how good was it? Did it have a base boost? <laughs> Anti-roll. Oh, yeah. oh, did you have a drunk story? My drunk behaviour is all quite sort of... I struggle to think of anything particular that I've done. And then the one time that I I passed out and did something interesting, nobody would tell me what it was. It happened in Edinburgh <laughs> in 2018. I'm kind of into that. Well. I, yeah, and I, and I really... I kept thinking about this over and over again to be like, there has to be a story in there, because every, but I, I, no one will tell me. I went to someone's birthday party and drank a lot on an empty stomach mm. and then wandered back to the bus. There's this big double-decker bus in Edinburgh that turns into a bar. Uh, and then stopped there and joined another group of people that I was seeing. And that's when I stopped remembering things. And then the next morning, a video had gone round of Gareth Moranan finding me curled up in a toilet in a block of flats. I think not my block of flats, the block of flats where he was staying. <laughs> and I, I often, when I, when I get drunk on red wine specifically... I curl up in a toilet <laughs> next to it uh, with a blanket around me because I think it's nice to have a toilet nearby in case I'm going to be sick. I don't okay. necessarily feel like I'm going to be. So that video had gone around in the morning and I then had to retrace my steps and talk to everybody. And I found my agent and I found the other people that I remember seeing at some point and they all went, you were really fun. You did oh. some stuff that was really fun. And I kept trying to ask them what it was and nobody <laughs> would tell me. So I, I I drilled down into this to try and work Tom, out what behaviour it was, but is to find out. Oh, I, yeah, won't, I, won't, I won't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were probably well, there. I'm Will you find, tell well, me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might be of another thing. <laughs> oh, and no, Ed Miliband was involved. He we, I remember he was in in the night at some point. Because he's sometimes round Edinburgh, and I remember he well, he it, popped it, up it, at it, some it, point it was, in that it, evening. If it was during the book festival. Yeah, it must have been towards book. the end. And I think he walked past, I have no idea if I did something <laughs> with him or to him or if I just commented on the fact that he was nearby because I was excited. But I've no idea. I've no idea what I did. Did you drink an appropriate amount for this level of drunk? I think or? I drank three beers and a glass of wine. But so I think no, I was, no, not at all. I think I was just really well, excited. Yeah, <laughs> I think actually, possibly. did Ed Miliband you roofie you? Cry? <laughs> <laughs> you got roofied by Ed This is actually a really Miliband. sad, dark story. <laughs> Or are we finding out that a crime happens together? <laughs> the last thing you remember, Ed passing you a Just drink. Just walking past, and we go, "Yeah, this seems fine." And woke up in somebody else's toilet. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> there were funny videos of it. It was great, but nobody will tell me what happened. <laughs> horrible, I, uh, absolutely horrible. One one year at Edinburgh, I had uh, I always hand make my flyers, but I get a stamp for the details and just do that. Do, 20 of those and then then draw on them and I had made a mistake on my stamp oh, so no. it said it said the show was going one day longer than the venue thought <laughs> and the people were like no we're, sh- we're not even open that day I'm like oh no <laughs> loads of people have said they're coming on the last day because they, oh their shows aren't on that's probably why my show isn't supposed to be on. <laughs> oh it's finished <laughs> yeah the free, the free fringe had stopped you know stopped <laughs> Did you do the show? Did you still so, put it so on? So I met, met them outside the venue, which was resolutely <laughs> shut, <laughs> with two bottles of wine, a bottle of whiskey, um, 
yeah, no, two bottles, two bottles of wine and a bottle of whiskey. And then I just walked people to, you know, the end of um, where Cowgate meets Grass Market. There was oh, a, yeah, There yeah. was an empty space there for ages. Yeah. We just sat, sat around there. And then someone said, do you mind if I roll a joint? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's going on? No, it's, it's not my venue. It's good <laughs> to have Arthur Smith in, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing, thing, the thing was, that gave me... Um, it was, I was just on, on such a high. I thought, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll do, I'll do my other show later in the underpass. Right. And I, oh, I haven't got guitar, so I borrowed Jay Foreman's guitar. Oh. If you don't know Jay Foreman, he's a musical comedian. He needs that guitar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what did you do to really? it? Turns out, I gave it to the noise next door, and they said they'd get it back to him. But I did not know when I woke up. <laughs> oh my god! So you woke up like, <laughs> woke up like that's no gone. Guitar. <laughs> no, Shit. no guitar. And a text from Jay. Oh, 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 oh no, I think Uh-oh. I've stolen a livelihood. <laughs> God. But he did get it back. He did get it back, That's... yeah. But he was did you panicked. hear about Bob Dylan leaving his guitar on the plane like, a couple of years ago? No. Somebody, it turned out in the 60s, Bob Dylan had left his guitar on the plane and somebody had found it and held on to it for years and then 40 years later was hard up for cash and decided to sell Bob Dylan's guitar. <laughs> and Bob Dylan was furious about it and tried to buy it back and demanded that he return it and that it was his property. I think if you're Bob Dylan and you've managed to get through that years. time <laughs> without needing that specific guitar, I think you should let why it go. It, why don't you just swap it? Here's the one I don't like as much, but it is still my my, my guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so th- then you'd have Bob Dylan's guitar to sell. Oh, Everybody yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah it was, presumably. He was just being petty, though. I bet he didn't yeah. want it really. It was just pettiness and that. I, I respect that. I love a petty. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, they were in the Wilburys we're together. Still, we're still, <laughs> we're still on ball number Very one. Very good, actually. We are still on Very ball number good. one. Uh, Come on. We're going again. Are you so jaded you can't appreciate it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> you joke. We're free balling. No, sorry, it's too far. It's too far. <laughs> right. Things that you know that are a mental waste of space. So, yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Life. Uh, okay, uh, uh, double or nothing because Ooh. this is so Ooh. pointless. All right, I'm ready. I know every international footballer who has got repeated initials and more than fifty international caps. <laughs> How many footballers is that? Well, I, I'm, 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 I think there are nineteen letters which you can do it with. Okay. Um, You're confident this is a comedy zinger, are you? No, that th- this, this really, <laughs> really, really fills the brief of being a complete waste of mental space. It I also know. has to entertain me, though. <laughs> and you could say anything, and I go, hmm. Kim, Kim Kjellstrom, Kevin Keegan, Kevin Kilban, and um, oh, who's the fourth? Oh, it doesn't matter. You, 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 it you does matter. Like, you've just gone all... Well, I've just... failed now, haven't I? But, 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 you've just gone balls out. No, if you like football, do you? No, none of you like football. You can just say names. It's really, it's really what are we doing? Difficult. Saying any name with two Ks in it. <laughs> Tom Kevin, Kevin Klein. <laughs> Kevin Klein didn't get 50 international caps uh, for football. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He's great. Kevin Klein's fantastic. Of course he got 50 caps of football. Casey Keller did get 50 caps for America, I think. Okay. This Fair is enough. Not, this, so this isn't jokes. This is just information. So Al, Ali Al Habsi, Alvaro Albala, <laughs> Billy Bremner. What about Roy Reen? Just <laughs> <laughs> made someone up. Or two, Ryan two. Riggs. How's Ryan Riggs? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely got more than fifty caps. Martin McMichael. <laughs> what about him? David Deckham. <laughs> Schmita Schmeichel. <laughs> He's my favourite. I love He's Peter so Schmeichel. So I think about Peter Schmeichel all the time. <laughs> Do and like I don't son? like football. I didn't know he had a son. Casper Schmeichel. He plays in goal for Leicester when it's they won the title. not as good a name, Casper Schmeichel. Uh, again, Peter Schmeichel. just information. Just information. Uh, yeah. Why do you love Peter Michael so much? Um, I, I, I really liked football up until I was five because my <laughs> brother liked football. And I had, a, I had a poster of Man U, which is Man United, apparently. Thank you. Yeah. And, you and you're wearing red again today? I yeah, know. it's, it's, it's bits of it say, have yeah. lodged. But then scum, we, went to scum, see, scum. we went to see a football uh, I was going to say gig. We went, we went to see a, a live football gig. A live show. <laughs> One of their live shows that they do. Um, they do it like sketch comedy. There's like yeah. really big... Well, no, no, it's more like a play because there's two halves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah like it's like long form improv. <laughs> yeah. 
And there's like specific like rules and, and stuff. Like it's always basically the same kind of. But, but they, they don't take suggestions from the crowd. They no, well, no, no, the, the, no, the doesn't stop them trying give suggestions yeah, all the time. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's quite bad form for improv. Actually, yeah. they just like screen them out. Anyway, we went to see that, and I remember finding it very cold. And um, my dad had brought a type of biscuit that I didn't like. It was like a ginger chocolate biscuit. Uh, and I didn't like them. And we were sat in the wrong stand. So we had to cheer when the team we liked lost a goal and boo when, when they scored, which I found confusing because I was five. So I decided I didn't like football anymore. But the, the only bit of biscuit. Of, yeah, it just put me off. <laughs> just that, that that show really like ruined it for me. But the only bit of liking football that has stayed in my head is Peter Schmeichel's face, and I see it all the time. It's, 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 it's big, dr- big sort of drunkard red nose. Yes, the, yes, that was the thing I liked. He had a big yeah. red nose. He looks like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> so you see it all the time in your head? In my head, oh yeah. not Still Google him. Just type to Google images and look at it. Calls to your house going, why do you not like football anymore? You're like, it's the ginger nut biscuit. The thing is, if you knew the Man United squad now, you could have got Paul Pogba. Oh. If you, if you like Australian football, you could like Paul Pesky I mean, I'm going to have to give your like poultry two points, Jaws, because oh, um, that's, wow. it, just, it just wasn't very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it did fulfil the brief, but I liked I'm your. Sorry, Tom. I liked yours. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to really go in for it. it didn't last. I I liked football. I I had a team because I thought it'd be another string to my personality bow. Yeah, something to talk to men mm. about. You know, male comedy, lots of men everywhere. So it'd be great to speak a little bit of their language. So I supported Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. For I've heard of them. Fact, fact another bo- boring fact. Uh, the only um, club in the top 92 um, clubs uh, named after a person. Oh. Harry Hotspur. Oh, I was going to say, it's Tot- Mr. Tottenham. <laughs> yes, it's Alan Tottenham. Tottenham Spurs. <laughs> Man United name is named after a person. Mr. Manchester. No, like um, like man. man. Any man. <laughs> man City, that's named a after a man. specific person, sorry. That's every city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, anyway, could, I couldn't so. handle it. I could because at the um, like I, I thought right, I can either be a member of the Labour Party or a fan of Tottenham Hotspur. I couldn't handle both <laughs> constant disappointments in my life at the same time. I had to pick a side, so I was like, okay, Labour probably. And long term, both problematic history with Jewish people. I had to just neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so I went for them. <laughs> so I'm stuck. Um. Yeah, I went through a phase of going to the Super Bowl every year and pretending <gasps> I liked American football. And um, me and my friend going to it. Like in not, America, not actually, no, just to the parties right. <laughs> for the same reason to have something to talk to men about mm-hmm. and women didn't know about this we were like early adopters of this phenomenon so we'd learn five facts each about each team that's all we knew and that's all men needed to hear to think we knew about it here's my okay like fish in a barrel ask ask me any ask me any about game ask me about any game say to me did you watch the game last night did did you see um, yeah did you watch no the game before that friendly (laughs) you had one job to deliver one line (laughs) do you know what I did and do you know what this is any, and so you can use this for any watching, talking about any football game. You just go, do you know what? If anything, I thought the teams were too respectful of each other. Nice. <laughs> um, if, 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 too respectful. There's, an, there's another one you can use because I think they still need, need something in the middle of the yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They created opportunities, but they didn't know how to finish them. And I think they need a little bit more leadership. I'd just say, um, no, I missed it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't watch it. Sorry, was it good? <laughs> but then that's, you lose you lose their respect quite quickly yeah. if you do that. Shame. Right, onwards. <laughs> Two balls, but we're learning, aren't we? We're learning a lot about each other, and that is fine. Right, to move that ball out of the way. I'm just enjoying doing this now. Oh, me too. I was going to say, uh, yeah. It's ASMR, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Um, all right, 14 is worst jobs. Oh. And it can be like the worst job you've ever had or the worst job you've ever done. Like, there's a lot of flex in it. Oh. The wor- this is genuinely the worst, worst. Honestly, I have shame showers just thinking about it. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's, it's so bad. For, like, no, so you stay in too shower. long and cry. <laughs> honest That's honest to God, it's so bad. You're all going to lose all <laughs> respect all for time. me. I can't wait. <laughs> 
so I was a temp. I was the worst temp. I was worst, worst temp. Gigging at night time on about four hours sleep. I was temping at Cancer Research UK. Oh. On the, I was a, uh, a PA for this head guy in cancer research. Like he's like the top guy, you know, probably on the brink of solving cancer. And he had this Rolodex with all his contacts that he had, you know, got together after decades of working to fight cancer. My very first day, I threw it out. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that is Ooh. you doing a shit job. Ooh, that's right very there. bad. <laughs> Why? That's in my head. I just thought, oh, there's all this sort of rubbish on the desk. I'm going to clear. And I was like hallucinating. This is, it's like the only copy of it, right? It's paper copy. There's yeah. no backups. And he was so polite and so lovely. I kept, I said, I said, oh, I think the lady before chucked it out because it wasn't here. <laughs> He said, but she wouldn't do that. She's worked here for 20 years. She knows how important that role is. <laughs> so, yeah. so now whenever Was I... she happy to leave? Like, just start this whole thing about this rumour that she's <sighs> taking a petty revenge. So now whenever I see ads to give money to Cancer Research UK, I'm like, I really have to <laughs> subscribe. <a> lot. <laughs> so I, I set the cause back by 20 years. God. I mean, so that's bad. This... That's his poor choice of stuff. Yeah, he should have, <laughs> should have made a backup, really. Well, I, I was thinking of it in the other way of okay. the worst job. Um, I mean, it's pretty, it's quite similar in a way. <laughs> well, competent. It was basically a door-to-door chugger. Charity. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the worst yeah, ones. Yeah. Going oh, to people's houses. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it was so it was so hard, <laughs> like walking around. <laughs> Mytheroid and Todmorden. <laughs> They're made up. Were they quite rough areas? <laughs> Mytheroid? Mytheroid, yeah, and Todmorden. Sounds like a part of the body. I think you're, just, you're, cats, you're anti-Northern. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, yeah. If I'm they, sorry. If they don't have 50 caps, have we names. don't know about them. <laughs> well, no, so Mytheroid and Todmorden are these sort of mad towns. And... Um, <laughs> weirdest, weirdest one. Someone let me in, and the, and the biggest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> the kitten sitting on its head. <laughs> the very odd towns. Um, they're sort of like the York, West Yorkshire hippies. That's where right. they where they ended up. I think there's more lesbian. Oh no, that's um, that's. Hempton Bridge. There's more lesbians in Hempton Bridge than there are in Birmingham because they all moved there together in the 70s was there for no a, reason. Was there a census done or is that Very cheap like property. Anecdotal <laughs> <laughs> this anecdotal, anecdotal. But I, I, I hated this job because it was, you know... Is it a specific charity or they'd assign you random ones? No, you had, you had, a, you had like four or five. Right. I learned like stuff like sales techniques and stuff and yeah. sort of the, the weird things, but... It was just soul destroying, and and you knew it was a pain in the ass for everyone you were <laughs> bothering. So I, I, I quit, and they, cause it, but they weren't, it wasn't on a fixed term contract. Where I was like, I'm not coming. Was it in. commission? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the the reason I quit was because we we'd invented a new uh, variant of Monopoly, and we were in the middle of a game. I was like, <laughs> I am not, not going to bed <laughs> to get up for this job. I fucking hate the variant of Monopoly. By the way, it's really fun. You get two, two. You need a, a, a local one, any any British local one, and the London one, and you put the go squares together like that, Ooh. and you start on the local ah. one, and then you start, go to London to seek your fortune. You, when you pass go, and you hold hold a full set, or and this is after vigorous playtesting. There are fewer, <laughs> there are fewer properties available to buy than there are players in the game. Right. Then you can go past go As into London, magnate. where prices are doubled. <laughs> <laughs> All prices. So the rent you have to pay, the rent other people have to pay. So you can try and be a magnate in the north. <laughs> you can go try and make it in the south, and it's really far. That's I great. Think I- that's Quite a really job for good. That, actually, yeah, yeah that sounds uh, fun. It's uh, multiplopoly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you've just described the London property market. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's a capitalist game. <laughs> we invented another one with um, uh, Dave Reed, um, uh, but we never. You need a glass coffee table to play. <laughs> Right. <laughs> where, where you have two and they're on top of each other and on top is the uh, just play it normally but down below are the mafia people who are trying to extort money from above so if you're in the nice. set below you can extort <laughs> <laughs> you 
Very, and very we, busy, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> that was at uni, come on. <laughs> yeah, My worst job was that I ended up being the deputy head of a fraudulent higher education college for French people studying advertising. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I recognise all the words as English, but not together. I was I was a temp in uh, in a London college, yeah. and then they ran out of things for me to do, and they said, oh, there's this woman on the eighth floor who's just renting office space from her. Do you want to go and see if she wants you to do anything? I went up there, and it was a French former TV presenter who had come to London to set up a UK branch of a network of French advertising colleges. She was doing it on her own, but had only ever been a TV presenter and needed some help and said, do you want to basically run it? You can name your fee. I was about 21, uh, so I just said, um, 20 pounds an hour. Um, and she said, yep, you can do that. And then I ran, we, we, would, we sort of sold master's degrees to French students, but I was told we had to call it a master degree because legally... <laughs> We weren't allowed to call it a master's degree because it hadn't been certified by any educational body. And we charged... I wonder if I should be talking about this. We charged, yeah. Apparently it was, it was certified by the French state. It was like legal in France. And they got this qualification that supposedly enabled them to work in the communications industry. But I was literally just a temp who tried to figure out how to do it. And I had to call up failing businessmen and then get them to come in and do lectures and then examine them. And then at the end of the year, they'd get a printout of an Excel spreadsheet that said, well done, here's your master's degree. <laughs> and we had a little stamp that said master's degree, a fit, a verified by the French state on the stamp, and we'd stamp it with that. And then after I'd been there for six months, she said, we have to stop using that stamp. I've been told that we can't say that anymore. <laughs> and I never really found out what was going on. She often didn't turn up. She was supposed to be running it, but sometimes I'd be there trying to run the thing, and then she'd call up and go... There was a fire alarm in my building last night and I'm drunk now, so I can't come in today. <laughs> and I go, okay, I'll just try and run this college then. And, I was and there were all these people who worked for like Ogilvy, a big advertising corporations who came in and there was now. just this 22-year-old 20, boy in a suit that was too big because she bought me a suit because I didn't own she one. I didn't own a suit. This is starting to feel so like she bought me this, okay. huge, this huge suit. And then I would just be standing there going, hello, welcome to our college. Thank you for teaching the students. They're just through there. Can I turn on your computer or anything? And they go, no, I know how to turn on a computer. And then I would sit and play a computer game called Cactus McCoy, where you're a cactus who runs through the desert. Oh, I and then occasionally, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was a good game. And then occasionally they'd pop in and go, can I borrow a whiteboard marker? And I'd say, yeah, there you go. And that was it. That was my job for about a year and a half. I feel terrible about it. So were you like the dean? I was, she said, you could, she said, I don't, she said, I don't really understand what you are. I'm, I'm supposed to be running it, but I want you to do all the, all the stuff. How do you even put this on a CV? So, yeah, it's never been useful to me. It could be really useful because I ran a college. So I, I said my title will be operations coordinator. Ooh, and that yeah, was what I, I called it. myself. I think you could use that, uh. On an Edinburgh poster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand what you are. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> it was terrible. One of our lecturers lost all his hair to stress because uh, he what hated the, it so much. The stress of the imaginary job. Yeah, he kept turning up job. and just the, the woman running it was a nightmare. So all his hair fell out. <laughs> it was horrible. Harrowing. <laughs> it's really horrible. She kept saying that we had to deduct pupils attendance grades if anybody they knew died like if they ever asked for time off because someone had died then we had to knock 10 percent off their grades and i kept saying we can't do that we have to let them go to funerals and she went no <laughs> she said not for grandparents <laughs> maybe for a parent but not for grandparents you could write a sitcom about this or mad. even some kind of gritty british drama actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something quite harrowing yeah. that was my worst job yeah this is comedy okay <laughs> <laughs> Right, this is the last round, unbelievably. <laughs> so if anybody's wondering if they want to play the fruit machine, you, you've all had quite a strong game, though. So I don't know. I think I've really messed it up with the football <laughs> thing so fruit machine <laughs> i mean it was re it was it was a skill tom but it was yeah just, it was impressive it was i was yeah. impressed quite i just boring. didn't know any of the names you were saying yeah. so you could have been making it them was up the cra you know it's you, it mario milkshot <laughs> mario manzukis <laughs> mario milkshot uh, milkshot oh i think okay. you just oh, an, you're anti anti holland now 
Dublin yeah. down on the and sea. <laughs> Can you carry on with this? Nuruddin Nabet. Roy of the Rangers. Is that somebody? <laughs> yes, but his, his name is is not of the Rovers. This oh, Roy of the Rovers, that's it. <laughs> this is not successful for you the first time, Tom, and it's not going to be successful. Who was the, Stop who trying was to make the, this happen. Um, who was it in the Beano that was good at football? Did he have an alliterating name? Someone in the Beano always played yeah. football. I don't like, know. Billy Ball. <laughs> no. Um, incredibly, Billy Ball. Is that real? Yeah. <laughs> There's a footballer called Billy Ball. No, no, okay. All right. Okay. Oh my God. He never stood a chance, did he? <laughs> I was totally bought in. I was like, is it? Yeah, no. no. Right. Come on. Right. <laughs> Producer Rich, can you give me a number between one and three? Ah, oh, Jaws, you've, you've got Cronus points now. What's, what's the next number? Uh, Tom, you've got you've got Joss's points. Ooh. <laughs> I think that French college store. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you still don't know. Maybe one of you yeah, has yeah, yeah, done yeah. better than the other. But um, one way or the other, you're not playing for your own scores this time round okay. as we spin the wheel again. And um, it's number one: inappropriate crushes. <laughs> New balls. Oh, I'm going to do new balls. Is it because we're here in the room? <laughs> he has been looking at Tom with heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take it home so we can get out of this room. Number eight, most competitive moments. Oh, can I do a double or nothing on this? Oh, it's exciting. I... We played all the cards on the last round. <laughs> This has never happened before. I have a competitive moment story that was I, I a friend of mine is a teacher and she got me in she was she's a drama teacher in a real teacher, school, in a real a school <laughs> in an extra, she's in she got her French job. marketing college <laughs> she earned this job and did it did it properly uh, she's a drama teacher and she was directing a production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and booked me to come in and do a workshop in close-up magic with for the Oompa Loompas because <laughs> I used to do close-up magic for babies. So she got me in Isn't and it was a double... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing. It's absolutely you nothing. can't even see. You just like, you make things disappear. Go, yeah, you hold it up and then put it behind your back and go, I've wow! Got, I've got your nose. <laughs> I was going to teach her kids to do that. But it was, it was like a double session. So the first session was just going to be her doing a normal drama workshop and then the second half was going to be me teaching them how to do close-up magic. Uh, and she introduced me at the start of the first one and said, uh, this is my friend Jules, he's a comedian and performer, he's going to be teaching you magic. And they said, tell us a joke. And I said, I can't do that because I'm not that kind of, co- I'm one of those disappointing comedians where I don't really know jokes, I just do silly things, so I can't tell you a joke. <laughs> and then the kid went, well, if you don't know any jokes, then you shouldn't tell new people that you're a comedian. <laughs> and I felt quite hurt. And I thought, right, at some point in this first session i'm gonna do something very funny and silly to show that i'm a good comedian and i thought i'll just wait and figure out what it's gonna be and then my friend started the session by turning the lights off and putting on some ambient music and doing like a guided meditation thing to help them tune into their bodies and stuff so they can do some movement work and i thought what i'll do is during this darkness I will start to cry. And then when she turns the lights on, I'll pretend that I found the meditation so moving that it moved me to tears. And I'll do a big sort of bit and be like, oh, that miss, that was so powerful. It's amazing. And I'll be very silly. And the kids will laugh and they'll realise I'm a good comedian. So she turned the lights off. I was doing this meditation and I made myself cry and really went for it. I got big sort of fat tears rolling down my cheeks. And just as she was then continuing the lesson, she just turned the lights on very quickly and then moved on with the lesson and went, right, so last week we were talking about movement stuff. I just had to very quickly clean my face and wipe tears away. And I think a lot of them saw me. I think a lot of them saw the lights turn on and then saw the comedian sat in the corner weeping and going, oh, I need to he's a bad comedian. They asked them all, why is the comedian crying in the corner of the room? And I never got to... And then half an hour later, I had to go, right, magic, let's do some magic. And I have no idea whether I brought any sort of value to those kids, but that's the stupidest competitive thing I've done. <laughs> Make yourself cry. Yeah, to try and prove, no value add prove to some kids that I might be funny. <laughs> the tears were real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eventually. Uh, um, <laughs> it must be like 2008 or something. Um, uh, my, my sketch group, Penny Dreadfuls and Pappies, um, 
who are very good and very good friends, we decided to have a fake rivalry. (laughs) (laughs) And it just really backfired because... We, every time we got interviewed or did something, we were like, yeah, those bastards. There's absolute bastards in puppies, and puppies would do the same. Oh, they're, they're, we hate those guys. <laughs> People, were, the only time we got mentioned was seriously. <laughs> what have we done? We just come off looking like idiots. Separate fandoms meeting in the streets, <laughs> rioting. So dumb. It's the east side, west side. <laughs> Signs, gang signs aren't great on podcasts, are they? No. That's just blood. If How you do you say do so. penny dreadfuls in a finger? <laughs> Did we or Clang oh, have yeah, to actually. come in and try and oh, broker yeah. peace? <laughs> <laughs> Get into well, any. Actually, uh, we, we, we were... We, the reason we I think we decided to do it is because we were on um, a panel show the previous year, Us Versus Them, and we kind of roasted each other and... Dave called them S. Clang Juniors, <laughs> which is one of the funniest jokes of all time. And then Tom took his top off and threw their table at us. <laughs> and then you took your top off. And and this, and this it, it's just three o'clock in the afternoon. It's just three o'clock in the afternoon with Mark Oliver in between us going, stop it. It's, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. And so we thought, oh, you know, some of the people who saw that will we'll big it up next year as a plan. And oh, God. So stupid. <laughs> just, went, just went quite badly wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> PR doesn't always work. <sighs> I feel I'm the most uncompetitive person. I feel like I should be more competitive. <laughs> but I, I, I remember one. I remember. Come on. So, it's like, no, that's what it's my attitude competition. Yeah, I remember I was about, I think I was about nine and uh, I was at a football match, but a proper football match, not soccer. You mean a, a gig, gig, a football gig. <laughs> yeah, football gig. gig. A live gig. A Gaelic a football gig. And Meath were playing, and I was like, come on, Meath, come on, Meath. Oh, my God, I just want I just want Meath to win. I just want Meath to win. And suddenly I've heard my voice in my head going, I mean, this doesn't matter. <laughs> you could just leave. <laughs> this horrible feeling you're feeling at the moment in your body, you could leave and like get a can of Coke. And I'm, this is no exciting. I got up from the football st- stage and I just left. <laughs> About five minutes left of the game, I was like, I can, I can be free. What do you like at Scrabble? Do you, do you care about that? Flip the board. No. <laughs> I'm a board flipper. I hate Scrabble. <laughs> Awful game. Scrabble. Brilliant game. I, I'd say that because I'm really good at it. Uh, I'm yes. excessively competitive at that as well. <laughs> no. I, I, I beat my bro- brother and mother by, by um, had more points than them combined, and then. When my brother, this, my like brother, twenty years ago, and you're no, still two, talking two, about two, it. Two, two Christmases ago, and, and <laughs> since, since then, Sam hasn't refused to play. That's Scrabble. not better. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to toss up the scores. Um, I know it's um, you were yeah. Should we create some dramatic tension? I think yeah, you should. Uh, how do you do Ooh. that? Or you could Cesc just tell us, or, you, or you could just tell us what name. you're doing Francesque. now, like. Oh, what, in general, in life? Yeah, Jos, you... Oh, nothing. You've no, got a nothing, film out, really. Jos. Oh, oh, yeah, God, I've got stuff I really need to promote. Yeah, I made, <laughs> I made a film. I made a film in lockdown because I, I, I was going to do an Edinburgh oh, show. Oh, we all forget the film. And then I... I turned... Because I was going to do an Edinburgh show and then I adapted it into a film and it's now on sale on Go Faster Strike. It's really so, good. Oh, I Tom is in it. Tom has a little oh, yeah. voice voice role in it. Yeah, um, interestingly, the, um, it, it was a real moment that Josh yeah. wanted to talk about, and then um, and Tom Bell and I were both there at this moment, and he remembered it with us the other I swapped, way around. I swapped the roles, <laughs> so well, I, I played I played Tom Bell in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tom plays, Bell, Tom, plays Tom Bell. Uh, so if you go on my website, which is josnorris.co.uk, or go faster stripes website, then you can find it there. And if you'd like to download it, that would be lovely. All right. Tom, what are you doing? I am um, at this the with me. Yes, this. <laughs> this um... Tom's accidentally become the co-presenter of it. <laughs> Crying about the lack of gigs. Uh, <laughs> that's mainly doing. Um, praying uh, uh, to Thoth, the <laughs> Egyptian god of something. I like uh, that one. He's got a long beak. I think. Didn't, is he? Is he? Is he the god of magic? Probably. That's in a religion that's due for a comeback. Yeah, like actually, the Egyptians, because it's, it's all one. like paganism is very cool right now. I think you're onto something. Lots of cool characters. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and unlike the sort of um, Norse mythology, it doesn't have any far right connotations. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the next Netflix. 
Right. I am investigating some hieroglyphics <laughs> lessons. <laughs> do, you, do you know a college that could teach me? I, I, can, I can bash one together in an afternoon. <laughs> Easy. Uh, but if you want to follow me, I'm uh, at Turley God across the internet. And well, famously, I'm now a Chandler. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> stand-up comedy humour no longer exists. So I've retrained. I, I'm, a, I'm a Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> you so are. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, I, I sort of sit by candlelight with my little candles. Making candles. Make, I make candles. That's better. my life now. I make candles. I'm living my 19th century dream life. That's what do you crazy. make them out of? Wax. What? Very good question. Uh, soy wax. Ooh. Ethical. Or yeah. is it? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Sounds good. As long as you're making candles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know any candlestick makers? What? Oh, when I look in the mirror, I know one. Oh. <laughs> So, me. so lots of people have been doing baking during lockdown. Do we know anyone who became a Baker. butcher? <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, the scores. So, Courtney, <laughs> you got done. <laughs> oh, no. So you inherited Tom's points. And, uh, <laughs> and so you're on 17. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Uh, yeah, Tom, you inherited Jaws's points and you're on 23. Ooh. And Jaws, you... Took Gronya's points, and um, you, I agreed with you. That was a good story, so oh, I doubled thanks. it, which oh. took you to twenty six, which oh. makes you the winner. Thank you very much. Yeah. We're all winners. I we think. are. I think we all did really, really well. Win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart yeah, from those yeah, people. Yeah. Thank you for playing, and um, thank you all for listening. And you're now all free to go. I'll unlock the door. Thanks for listening. There will be a new episode with new competitors and new balls every Friday. If you like what you've heard, I've been Vic Slayton, and this is Comedy Arcade. Please tell all your friends, rate the show and hit subscribe. And if you didn't like it, I've been Catherine Potterhart and Sarah Keyworth and this was You'll Do. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>